welcome to the 3P, the Piper's Pit Podcast. Uh, we welcome you back after an awesome first week, I would say, guys. Would, would y'all agree that was an awesome – I mean, we all won, right? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Anytime I win, I'm a happy man. So, all right, so for all you camels. losers out there, which is all the rest of you but two of you, you know, step it up, step it up. All right, so first thing we're going to do is we're going to get into the recap. And uh, I'm going to try to go in the same order that we went when we covered it last week. And so we had all picked my team to win, and they won. They beat Audrick's team. Um, and just in all honesty, I don't, I don't know that I've seen, except for maybe once or twice out of Ben's team last year, how many times had a team scored 55 points total? You might know. Any clue? No, I don't. My, I only That's know a bad score. 55 points last year. I was better than that, dude. I feel like somebody had a 50. It might have even been me. I think I had one really low scoring game last year. But, anyways, um, I was tickled with 103 because had I started Deion Lewis, which was I almost did it over Blue Al Powell. But I really, you know, I, everybody's been underestimating the Jets, I think. They, they've gone out and drafted the system they want. And so I was kind of excited to see the Jets play week one. <laughs> But uh, even though I do think they're still not going to have a great record, I think they're going to be better than everybody thinks they are. Yeah, I wouldn't drink the Kool-Aid that they served up yesterday. I'll say that. How many defensive touchdowns did they have? Uh, I think it was just one, maybe two. Well, um, that one ended 103.6 to 55, basically. Uh, Anything, guys, on that one that impressed you or did not impress you? Which one are we on again, Nate? We're on me and Aldrich from last week. Uh, that was probably that was my shootoutless game of the week. Is that what I called that? Last that is week? what you called it last week. The shootoutless. Um, yeah, it was kind of a uh, listen. I, I really, I was really surprised you scored a hundred and three points. Uh, but like you said, your uh, your boy Saquon, he he showed up as a rookie. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, he did quite well. Lamar Miller, I would expect 10, 11 points out of him every week. Um, but, yeah, for all in all, I mean, it was, it was a good week by you. It was a good solid week. I mean, you've got some points on the bench that you could still uh, pull in. But um, I, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked to see Audrick become the next Chad or Bowling and just lose interest in the league. He's either going to have to make some trades or um, figure something out. Yeah, uh, I, I was looking at Ryan Tannehill, and 16 points, really not a great day for a quarterback. But considering the weather, considering the delays, um, you know, just watching him in that first quarter, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, and then it just the game just kind of got messy after that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Jameis Winston is going to have a hard time finding his uh, position when he gets back from suspension. No, nah, that's crazy okay, talk we'll right there. <laughs> Jameis Winston's – Significantly better quarterback he's than Fitzpatrick. He's, he, can't, he can't be trusted. The Fitz dude, he's had a he's he's always been a solid solid backup anywhere he's ever been. A solid backup. Well, Jameis Winston. Exactly what he is. Jameis, Jameis Winston might be a solid backup. That's what I was going to say. Jameis Winston has not proven in my mind that he's a starter. No, he's trash. And so I think you're you're looking at do I go with the solid backup or with the solid backup when he comes back. I'm going Fitzpatrick. So, uh, hey, right now I would. I mean, Mike Evans would probably agree. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, hold on. Is that the overrated Mike Evans you're talking about? <laughs> the one that had a seven catches for 140 yards? Somebody hey, throwing the ball, right? Yeah, just give it to him. Nathan, I, I will say I think you got lucky with your win this week, though. I mean, you had 103. There were two guys that lost, scored 20 more points than you did. So. Hey, it's all about your matchups, but, baby. It's all about the matchups. So, I, my coach rating was still 83%. So, it was still pretty – Well, that just means you put good players in. It means your team. No, it means I got, got the right guys in, right? That's not terrible. 83% <laughs> means I pretty much got the right guys in. Sure. All right. So, I mean, I, you know, when I'm looking on the bench and see 20 points and 25 points, I'm not too tore up about, you know, where we are. I mean, if, yeah. so – all right, let's go back, uh, and we'll talk about now Jay and Kit. 
And so I, I would say that Kit is definitely suffering a little bit. Not that he, he would have beat you anyway, but he's definitely suffering at the loss of Le'Veon Bell. Um, so how do y'all, how, how, what's y'all's opinions on this one? Jay scoring 160 points, and we dropped a kicker this year. Well, seeing that this is Jay's team, I'm not going to let him take the reins on it. But let's be real. Alvin Kamara had a career day, 141 total yards and three touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, listen, 40 points is, is not something that I would bank on. But maybe two or three times a year, you're looking at a player scoring that type of game. Um, and having two players do that in the same game between, like, him and Thomas – uh, Thomas had, what, freaking 16 catches for 180 total yards and a touchdown. Uh, Gronk had a big game. So, you know, listen, Jay's team is solid. So, he's going to – you're going to have to score 120-plus points a week to beat Jay. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts, unless he just falls off the wagon. I, I'm not a huge fan of Jared Goff, even though I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think his fantasy stock is excellent. But, however, he did miss a lot of big throws last night down the field that could have put him way over the top. So, um, when it comes to Kit's team, listen, the injury bug starting to bite him, whether it comes injuries or buys or people holding out, he has very little left on the bench. Um, what did his bench score? Like 50 points between his entire bench, and he's got, what, four quarterbacks on the bench? So, that should tell you something that – 29 of those or 30 of those points come from two quarterbacks. Uh, so, once again, either Kit needs to start looking at DeAndre Hopkins pushing him or Devonta Adams maybe for some, uh, you know, high, higher-end fantasy players, or he's just going to have to suck it up and know that he's going to be on a rebuilding stage for the next few years until he gets some depth. Well, Kit, Kit had eight guys that didn't even play, and then he also has two spots still open on his roster. So, uh, you know. Good, good job, Kit. Keep keep paying attention, man. That's that's awesome. But uh, Jay, any comments on your your win? Yeah, I mean, I unbiased, unbiased I, comments, Jay. Unbiased. Well, one, I mean, obviously, Alan Kamara's not going to score forty points a week, but there's no reason he can't score eighteen to twenty five every week, which I think is very reasonable. And Mike Thomas is the same way. So, and yeah, just I mean, I think I've. I've worked hard. I've built a good team, and I think they're going to be tough to beat. So, um, but I do think Kit is going to. But he, I think he's got a little more depth depth than he had last year. But he needs Le'Veon Bell to come back. I mean, when he's got Elliott and Bell playing, he he's just tough to beat because you can't you can't beat him on an off week with those two guys playing. And P- so, point out the depth. Well, he's got. Um, so, at running back, you know, he's got Jordan Howard, Alex Collins, Ezekiel Elliott, and he's got um, Le'Veon Bell. And he also has – I know LeGarrette Blunt didn't do anything, but he, he can be counted on for, you know, usually some points just from the rushing standpoint for touchdown. Um, but then at wide receiver, I guess he doesn't really have – he's got Rashard Matthews, Chris Godwin, um, and Curtis Samuels with her, which are decent players, but – He's also kids in trouble now at tight end. Greg Olson's out. Probably he'll probably just retire after breaking his foot again. And Kit doesn't really have a backup tight end. So yeah, he's in trouble. Yeah, sure. it's it's looking weak. All right, moving on. We'll go to the Mega Gonites and the Vols. This was a pretty high scoring affair. And kind of like I said. It's probably going to come down to Monday night, right? Jones against those other two, and that's basically what happened. Big Ron was behind and then ended up winning in that last game on Monday night. But, uh, Ben, you want to start us off here? Yeah, I'm going to let Jay – I knocked it out last time. So, right, go ahead. Knock it up, Jay. Yeah, I think uh, – I mean, it was a good match. I think they both got really good teams. Um, and so, it's not surprising. I was – I can't believe Tyreek Hill scored 41.8 points, but um, he's a good player. And I don't think, you know, you could look at, say, well, that's crazy. Matt got lucky. But he also got 1.8 point from Jimmy Graham and 7.4 from Marvin Jones. And he still scored 120 points, which I think is a pretty good score. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, Matt had an optimum lineup of 100 and almost 70 points. So, there were a lot of points on that bench that he could have, have hit on. 
uh, and you know, sometimes you just got just a little too deep and you play the wrong guys and you look like a fool when really scoring 123 points, you shouldn't really look like a fool, but, um, yeah. be any comments on this one? Yeah, I think I called this the shootout, uh, game of the week also, um, both teams are, are pretty pretty solid up front, as you saw. I mean, anytime you score 120-plus points uh, in fantasy football, I've noticed, uh, speaking of Tyreek Hill, that definitely the wide receivers are uh, valued a little better this year. Um, if not, you know, pretty substantially, uh, a lot more, actually. Uh, but Tyreek Hill, don't expect for 41 points. Um, you can look close to 15 to 20 points a week from him from a pretty solid fantasy uh perspective um you look at david johnson he didn't have the best of weeks uh coming off an injury last year i thought he would have really hit the ground running um mccaffrey went up against a solid dallas defense that kind of limited him and his touches had a goal line fumble uh that hurt his production uh but then you go down you look at uh the crow um you know listen i, I think anybody from the jets yesterday uh scored 20 plus fantasy points um and you look at Chris Thompson, you know, he had a solid game, and I'm sure it's from the passing game out of the backfield, 128 total yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, th those are not realistic fantasy points to bank on week in and week out. Um, but, hey, all in all, is a good week. He had 195 points on the bench. You go to Big Ron's team, um, his letdown, we talked about it last week, was his receivers, even though Kenny Stills had a really good week. Um you know, other than that, Thomas, he had a – I think he had a touchdown late in the game that kind of solidified his fantasy week. Um, but his running back since quarterback plays is what's going to take him over the top all year this year. So, as long as his uh, running backs can stay healthy, I think Big Rotten's got a good chance to make it the playoffs um, and even having a chance to win it. So, yeah, good week, good win. Welcome back to the, the show, Ron. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the next one. Guys, so far in all these matches, we have picked the winner. Um, we all four, including Flea Flicker, went with me, with Jay, and with Big Ron. And um, this next one was the first one that's different. Ben, Jay, and myself, we all picked Chris to win this one. But Flea Flicker going with Bob Vance's refrigeration. Um, so, Ben, I think you might get excited to start this one off. Uh, so you can yeah, actually listen. hold on home before we do that. We do have a guest here, uh, not in studio, but through uh, questions. And I do want to play this clip first. Outstanding. You don't know what you're talking about, Benjamin. Keep on making them terrible trades. Fancy guru, huh? I'm going to give that a yeah, rock. So be <laughs> <laughs> listen, this is coming from a guy who picked Deshaun Watson that scored 12.8 points as a quarterback over the best fantasy football player probably in the last decade, if not two decades, in Todd Gurley. Uh, Listen, I'll No, stop. I'm not going to stop, dude. He is he, – nobody, no, no, nobody is better than LaDamian Tomlinson in fantasy football. Has ever been in North. How long Marshall, has Marshall Falk was pretty out, solid for about three years. The, how long has LaDamian been out of the league, Jay? I don't know. It's but been, it been over been 10 years. years. That's a decade. It ain't been 20, though, so let's calm I said down. It may have been, okay? So, anyways, and then let's go. Listen, he traded for Martavis Bryant for a third-round pick. So, that's looking at a suspension, you know, and he wants to talk about my trades. Um, hey, Sam, look at my team. Just, just look at my team. Um, but, anyways, when it comes to this week, listen – I'm not. I'm never going to apologize for Sam. Hey, I think he's a goon. Um, I'm glad he's a little more active. At least he replies to trades and says no thanks, and says just totally ignores it. Um, you got Juju that had one big catch last week that kind of put him over the top, which is great. Hey, whatever, whatever makes your uh, fantasy points go up. Uh, Golden Tate, they had to throw the ball seven hundred thousand times last week to be able to even try to stay up with the Jets. And I think Stafford got picked off 17 times. Um, you got Jay Ajahi that scored two rushing touchdowns. I wouldn't bank on that uh, very often just because they've got Darren Sproles. And I think he's been – they've really got him involved this last year of uh, football. I'm not saying he's going to be fantasy relevant, 
but you've also got Corey Clement in the backfield too. Um, so I would kind of temper expectations on those scores. Uh, other than that, I mean, Jared Cook, has he ever scored 25 points in fantasy football? I don't think so, but he did last night. And keep expecting Julio to score around 20 points a week, but I wouldn't expect 180 um, receiving yards. But then you go over and you look at um, you look at Chris's team. You know, Chris has made a lot of big trades. He's got a he's gotten rid of a lot of big names. Um, I think he's kind of backed himself into the corner. Yes, he just picked up Joe Mixon in a trade, but he also got rid of uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, Rashard Penny, which is a rookie, and uh, two pretty high draft picks um, in the future, which he, he could – in this league, man, I don't know if you can really trade anybody. So, I think once you trade, you're just going to keep trading back and forth like Chris and I do. And uh, sometimes Jay will jump in with somebody other than Sammy Watson for a first. But at the end of the day – if Chris makes the playoffs, I'll be surprised. And if Sam makes the playoffs, I'll be surprised. But I would like to see those two battling out in the consolation bracket. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, something I failed to mention, when I was watching the Rams the other night, I couldn't help but think, man, that they've got a solid, solid receiving core. And, um, man, I don't know how you're going to guard those three receivers and not give that tight end an opportunity every once in a while to make big plays. And so I think Jared Cook, you're you're right. I don't see it happening all the time, but I can see a few more nights like that, uh, just occasionally. Um, Nate, I think you got Jared Cook confused. He's on Cook, Oakland. Who, which Jay Cook is this? That's Jared Cook on the Oakland yeah. tight end. Oh, you're right. They were playing them. You're right. You're right. You're right. I got him confused. That's all right, Nate. So, anyways, hey, you know, big night for him though. He didn't even score a touchdown though. And had 180 yards receiving, 25 and a half points. It's insane. Listen, Ben, first off, Corey Clement is a nobody. I don't know why you keep thinking he's going to be the man in Philly. He got two carries, three carries the other night. Be done with him. Quit trying to trade him to people. I hadn't tried to trade him at all, actually. Second – I think after the first week, you should feel more confident that Sam's team is better than what you thought. Jay Ajaye is the man in Philadelphia. That's who they're giving the ball to, especially around the goal line. Now, he's still short of running back, but if Leonard Fournette's hurt, T.J. Yeldon is going to be a nice a nice play. Naheem Hines is going to have some value. Phillip Lindsay is going to have some value. And then also, Philip Dorsett all of a sudden is a – the number two receiver in New England, and that's a great spot to be. So, I I think you need to watch out. Sam's team has got some potential for sure. sure. Um, but on the other side of it, Chris's team is – Chris's tight ends did not score a single point, not a one of them that he has on his team. Zero points out of his tight ends this week. I've been trying to trade, but he won't trade me nobody, so whatever. All right, um, let's go on to the next one. It was uh, the Young Guns versus Cam Balls and uh, my Balzac. So, Jay, you want to start us off here? Let me pull that score up. What was the – 125 to 120 was the final in that one. Oh, I picked my Balzac on this That's one. true. Ben is the I'm only sure. one that picked himself. <laughs> I'm sure Ben's ready to let us have it. Hey, no, dude, um, it's a long season. Yeah, it was uh, – I mean, I don't think – you know, nothing Ben did was unexpected. He uh, he got good points from his receivers, which his receivers are good. I mean, there's no there's no denying that. You're you're talking about two, three of the top probably seven to eight guys in, in, fan, in dynasty football he's got on his team at receiver. Um, I think the – he made that big trade, though. I think it, it could hurt him long term, or at least for this year. Um, depending on what Devontae Freeman does. Um, but he's been good for years. But I think um, if Ben has to count on Jamal Williams and Chris Carson, I, I think it could it could be a struggle. It could be a struggle at that position, which I um, – as his second running back. But Campbell's got a good team. The James Conner thing obviously helped with Le'Veon Bell. Um, but uh, Leonard Fournette, if he's got a hamstring injury, Campbell could be in trouble. I don't think he wants to spend his year relying on 
Marshawn Lynch and Leonard and uh, Adrian Peterson, but he does have Alfred Morris. Um, he only had 1.8 points, but he also got some goal line carries that he fumbled. And if he gets those and converts them, he we're singing a much different song about um, about Alfred Morris. So I think they both got good teams, solid teams, um, and I think they're both right there with the ability to make the playoffs. Things go the right way. So. All right, Ben, anything on your win? Yeah, I uh, hey, hats off to Campbell for uh, James Conner and keeping uh, Adrian Peterson through a free agency and him being 76 years old. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette going down really hurt him. I don't think he would have won anyways. Um, you know, he, he did have a solid week. Um, but even optimum scores, if we went head-to-head on optimum scores, I still had him by five points, it looks like, so – um, yeah, big week. I mean, he had Adrian and Peterson on the, on the bench and, again, played with the New Orleans Saints, and they were behind pretty much all game and had to air the ball out, which was good for Drew Brees. Um, I made a Drew Brees change pretty late and um, also took um, – yeah, Jamal Williams. The thing about Jamal, it's, it's going to be a toss-up, man. If, uh, if Green Bay falls behind like they did last week, I don't even know if he touched the ball in the entire second half. Uh, if he did, it was very rare. So, at that point, um, yeah, it's kind of a toss-up. I'm really just banking off of my wide receivers. Uh, Trey Burton didn't have a real good game, but my quarterbacks, um, if I'd have played either one of them, I still would have won. Um, so, that means a lot. Randall Cobb had a good game, but he had a 75-yard touchdown towards the end of the game. And um, I'm really excited about Jordan Reed this year. Um I really hope he comes back healthy just for a football standpoint. I'd really like to see what Alex Smith could do with uh, a tight end like Jordan Reed. So, having losing um, my first two uh, first-round picks this year, both running backs, one went down with ACL, and then uh, Ronald Jones, he didn't even dress out. So, And then Jarrett McKinnon going down early in the year. So, my running back situation that looked really good coming into the year is depleted and uh, – Always room for some trades out there, fellas. Plenty of wide receivers to give up. So, uh, I think good week, good solid week between both of us. Uh, and uh, just to go over picks, uh, this week, Flea Flicker got four out of five. Ben had four out of five. Jay and myself actually picked all the same games. We were both three out of five. And then, also, I'm going to start keeping a total on the crossover games. And right now, the hot rods are up 1-0. Uh, when I beat Audric this week. So we're going to move on uh, to our interview section. We didn't really have much as far as anybody leaving anything, but we do have just this one thing I'm going to play for us in just a second. Hey, guys. Really enjoy the podcast. Um, Even though people dump on my team and some people come to the aid of my team, I don't really care because it's my team, not your team, so mind your business. I'll do whatever I want to do. Also, going back to that pre-draft episode, man, if Juju is such a bum and such trash, then why did you offer me Kelvin Benjamin, Devontae Parker, and your 2020 first-round pick? Also, Devontae's out because he broke his finger, I guess. So, I should have traded you, John Kelly, for Drew Brees. Then you'd be sitting with John Kelly on the bench. Also, it's Alvin Kamara, not Kamara. He played for the Vols. How do you not know his last name? Kamara. All right, so I think that's all we have as far as questions. Anybody please to uh, give Sam the time of day? No, Sam's an idiot. He drafted Sean Watson. Jay, anything? Ben, you got to come up with another joke. I mean, no, there's no. Hey, listen, that trumps everything. He's an idiot. Well, listen, you've made a bunch of dumb plays in your life too. So. Yes, but I didn't let Drew. Uh, I didn't let Gordon go for D- Watson, and then he drafted a Jahi or a Jahi or whatever. Uh, Sam wants to name him over Melvin Gordon. Looked like a fine play this week. No, it didn't because Melvin Gordon scored a lot more points. Not many more. All right, so that will conclude our interview segment. Hey, guys, get on the Anchor app and give us some questions, and we'll try to answer them there on the interview.
Hey, but I do want to say this. Sam, I do give you props, dude. You're actually involved in this, so thank you for doing that. So that's about that may be the only that may be the only shout out I give you, Sam. All right. If if you remember yes. going into matchups this week, I remember last year, week one was a lot like this week one. There were a lot of high scoring games, a lot of points going around to everybody. Um but then week two, it kind of all came to a very quick uh, crash. And so, uh, as we get ready for week two, y'all anticipate as many points being scored as last week. Just overall. Jay, go ahead. Well, I don't know. I think you got some huge – the Tampa Bay-New Orleans game really ate a, more than just one person, quite a few people in points. So, I mean, you know, I I feel like usually though people say the defense is better earlier in the season, but there were definitely some big games. So I don't know. We'll see. I think the, um, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how these kind of the changes in the points are going to affect yearly totals and game by game and player by player. But um, I mean, I like high scoring games. It's more fun for sure. So I, I do feel like that. I, I like the point change right now, and, and there may be some minor tweaking that needs to go on. But I do feel like that now a receiver is a little more respectable um, when it when it comes to uh, their comparison against a running back. And I think that's really where you got to make sure there's more of a delicate balance is between receivers and running backs. But Ben, any any opinion on the point scored this last week? Yeah, no, I, I like it. I've always been a wide receiver kind of guy. Um, I've always said they should uh, have a lot of value. Our running backs, have, I, in my opinion, have always been kind of held on a pedestal. Um, but I mean, your running backs are always going to get the touches normally. Um, and if your receiver has 10 catches, 11 catches with a hundred yards and a touchdown, I think he ought to be, I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a dang game for a, a, uh, NFL receiver, but I'm going to say it's going to be a, um, it's going to be a letdown this week, uh, with points, not just because of the projected points on flea flicker. Like Jay said, there were several big games, including um, the Jets game. There was a lot of high-powered, a lot of scoring going on. Um, you know, there's a lot of weather involved uh, down the coast, down towards Miami, Tennessee, all the way up through that area. Um, I think there's going to be some more weather involved this coming week. Um, so, no, I, I think it'll be a big letdown on scoring. I don't think it'll be nearly as high. All right. So, we'll get into the matchups. This will start our third segment. But uh, – I was looking at records, and it's pretty crazy how it worked out. Every single 1-0 guy is playing an 0-1 guy this week. So, at the end of the week, the possibility exists that we could have five people 2-0 and and five people 0-2, or we could have everybody 1-1. Um, so, you know, many, many other options are available, but I thought that's kind of neat. It would be insane, I think, to see everybody 1-1. But uh, we started the week off with Bob Vance versus the Yeti Hunters. And, uh, you know, Flea Flicker, it's, it's so hard on a Tuesday to, to predict these games. Uh, but right now they've got Kit winning by four points. And so I was just going to get our picks on that one and how you think it might go. So we'll start with Ben. Well, you got a, a David Carr injury. Um, he just got some soreness, so he's not going anywhere. But he goes up against Denver which is another big pass rushing team. They're not going to give a whole, whole lot of time to get the ball downfield again. Um, you know, I would almost look at starting uh, Garoppolo over Detroit if Detroit has the same uh, defense they're playing as they did this past week. Um, you know, you got Howard against Seattle, Collins against Cincinnati, which Collins didn't do anything last week. However, Kenneth Dixon, um, he is out, which I don't consider him much of a threat anyways. It still touches, but I don't see him uh, – garnering a lot of uh, of points this week. So, it's really going to fall on Kitt's receivers this week. But Devontae Adams going to going to up against the Vikings. But you've always thinking got um, Aaron Rodgers. So, Greg Olson being out, that's a killer. With all the things against Kitt right now, with Bell being out, Olsen being out, um, I, I'm going to lean towards Sam. I I really didn't ever want to pick him this year, but Sam, there's another shout out, pal. Uh, but hey, Jay Ajayi, he going up against Tampa Bay. Alvin Kamara scorched them last week. Don't really know how that's going to fare for him. 
Um, he's got Philip Lindsay in there playing, which he had a big, uh, big week last week. And listen, I, I like Philip Lindsay. Um, Smith Schuster's in again. I like Smith Schuster. He is worth the first round pick. Um, there's Sambo. Um, but anyways, I'm going with Sam. I don't think he can expect uh, 130 points or whatever he had. I'm going to look around the 96 range, but I'm going to look at uh, Kit hitting in the 80 points range this week. Yeah, I, I like Juju Smith-Schuster this week. And, you know, you like him any week, right? But against KC. Yes, I, I like Juju. You know, we're going to yeah, – I think he's going to have a big week. And then I think Watson will score more than he's predicted. I mean, I know he's he's at Tennessee. And, you know, Tennessee usually tries to keep the game close. But they just – they didn't look like much of a football team on Sunday, guys. I, I was not deeply impressed. It was messy, but I was not very impressed with Tennessee. Uh, Jay, any opinions on this matchup? Yeah, I'm definitely – I think Sam's going to win. Um, now, that that is, of course, contingent on Le'Veon Bell not coming back. If Le'Veon Bell comes back, I'm I'm kid. I'd put a 1000 bucks on kid. But um, without that situation, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean Sam. Greg Olson, he's got to get a tight end. He can't. He wants to compete this year. He's got to do something. Um, but then – you know, if Lindsey, I think he's going to have a decent game against Oakland. They split carries, him and Royce Freeman. I do think long-term Royce Freeman is going to get a few more, but I think Lindsey can be a valuable player um, for Sam. So, But I'm going to go Sam for sure in this game. All right, so we're all going against Flea Flicker in a way. Uh, Flea Flicker doesn't really account for injuries as, as, as much as we can. Uh, they've got Carr, you know, at 14 and a half points. They've actually even got uh, – Le'Veon Bell scoring 10 points this week. and So, we know nothing about that at the, at the moment. But, uh, you know, that's that's where Flea, Flea, Flea Flicker is choosing Kit, and the rest of us have gone with Bob Vant. Next, you got the Knox Villain and the Vols. And, Jay, do you want to start this one off? Yeah, I'll start this one off. I think, um, I think I'm going to go – with the Vols in this one, I know the old man is on a cruise this week doing his thing. Um, but um, and the score is projected one thirteen to eighty one. But Chris currently, because of the trade last week, needs to add a running back in, so that's going to throw a few more points back his way. Um, but he doesn't have a great option to play at running back, so I guess he could start another um, start another wide receiver um, if he wants to, but. I think, I mean, you're going to have to bring it. You're going to beat the old man. You're going to have to bring it. I, you got three running backs like that, you're tough to beat. So, I'm going the Vols. Uh, I'm, I'm going with uh, the Vols as well. I do think Chris might could sneak in there. But the uh, problem is, <laughs> you look at Aaron Rodgers, and, I mean, he had practically scored nothing the other night. And then Green Bay come back comes back and wins that game, and then he's like thirty point. I don't know how many he had, but it just like shot his his point total went up um, like tenfold in in a matter of a quarter. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers is going to perform. Uh, Gordon's going to perform. Gurley's going to perform. Kareem Hunt's kind of a guess, but he could have a huge huge day, you know, with him uh, in the lineup. And then Cooper. I mean, Big Ron's team is just – they're loaded, and it's going to be hard to beat him. And uh, Chris Chris last week, you know, we said, hey, Chris, you probably ought to go with Stafford over Alex Smith, which was not the right play at the end of the day. It wouldn't have made a difference. But um, I would have never thought with Detroit being down to the Jets that Stafford would have like a 14-point day. I mean, they were down all night long, so you knew he had to be throwing the football. But um, – that, that surprised me that Stafford was, was that low in points for Chris. And if he's going to have guys that are supposed to perform not performing, he's not going to have a chance at all this year. He's going to have to make trades. Uh, ben, anything on this one? Yeah, I think uh, – seriously, I, I really think that the Vols will win. Um, he could bench everybody except Aaron Rodgers, Todd Gurley, and Melvin Gordon. And I think he would win this game. Enough said. Move on. All right. Moving on uh, to the next one. So, we all picked the balls in that one. The next one is I put me versus the Megagonites. And so, you got the offense material versus the Megagonites. And right now, Flea Flicker has it for Matt at about 11 points. And so, uh, I don't mind starting it off. I think uh, Tannehill is going to have a better day than he's predicted. 
But I think that's about that's about it as far as my overproduction. Um, now, you know, I'm not a huge Tannehill guy, but at the same time, 16 points is not that much for a quarterback who, uh, let's be honest, we don't think the Jets are that great of a football team, but they did play really well in week one. Um, so I do think he'll outscore the 16 points he has project, projected. Uh, then again, I could go with Keenum against Oakland, but I, I like that matchup less, to be honest. Um, any opinions on this one, guys? Yeah, I think you're overvaluing Ryan Tannehill. I don't think he should be a starter. I don't even think he should probably be in the league still. Even though, I mean, he had a 71% completion rating last year or last week with a uh, 90 QBR, uh, but he only scored 15.9 uh, fantasy points on fantasy football last week. Um, I think you're overvaluing him. It's at the Jets. I think the Jets, they're pretty loud and rowdy. Um, Saquon Barkley is going to a tough Dallas D running against them. Points may be a little high there. Um, you know, I, I like your team a lot, but I really think that uh, you missed a big offseason uh, opportunity to uh, draft a quarterback for pretty cheap. Um, or, I'm sorry, uh, obtain a quarterback through trade pretty cheap that scored almost 40 points last week. Uh, you look over at the Magnaganites, um you know, Russell Wilson, listen, there's not a whole lot of passing game there, especially with Doug Baldwin out. They're going to have to lean heavily on the run. Chicago's going to know that. It's a Monday night football game at Chicago. You've got uh, Khalil Mack that's uh, pushing on the edge. You've got uh, a, a lot of young talent on that defense. I say that's going to be a hard matchup. Uh, but then you've got um, David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, Stephon Diggs going up against Green Bay. Uh, Marvin Jones, you know, he may be towards start the latter part of his career, but he still got a lot of looks last night. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of Corey Davis, and the only reason why is because Marcus Mariota, I've said time and time again, I don't think he is that great of a passer. Um, so I'm going to lean with the Mega Knights just because I think he's got way too much depth. If he goes in there and looks at his, um, his roster and says, Man, I, I really think that this guy may outperform, uh, but that could be a double-edged sword. But sorry, Nate, I've got to go with Matt in this one for the win. Yeah, I see. Uh, I don't think that Matt – I don't think it would be wise of him if he's trying to win to start Russell Wilson. I think he's got some better options on the bench this week. Um, but Russell Wilson's a – it's hard to bench Russell Wilson. Uh, Jay, opinions on this one? Yeah, I would – I mean – I'm going to agree. I think he needs to put Russell Wilson on the bench for this week. As just They're in trouble playing against Chicago, I think. But, you know, Russell Wilson's that top guy. I feel like you bet against him, and all of a sudden he throws up 30, 40 points. So, um, but, yeah, I like Matt this week, I think. You know, David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones. This team's good. This team's really good. So, um, I think he would probably like another running back. He didn't have to start. Um, four wide receivers, but he has that. He's got um, Chris Thompson on the bench, which scores points. He's got Royce Freeman, Isaiah Crowell. So he's got some he's got some big points, some running backs there he might play if he wanted to, but definitely a solid team. I think he's going to get you this week, Nick. Uh, I'm going to pick myself because for whatever reason, uh, Deion Lewis is going to have a huge day, and uh, Jameson Crowder is going to score two down at Indianapolis, uh, even though they are predicting rain there. Uh, so, I'm going to go – I'm going to get two big games out of two guys that, that really probably aren't much of nothing, and I'm going to squeak this one out from Matt. But uh, Flea Flicker has gone Mega Gunites. I'm going with myself and uh, Ben and Jay also with the Mega Gunites. Moving on to the next, we've got Show Me Your TDs versus the Young Guns, and Jay will let you start this one off. I'm sorry, who's, who are we doing? Sorry. This is Audric and Ben. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Ben. I, I don't even really have to look at the thing. <laughs> Audric starting Sam Darnold. Um, he's starting Austin Eckler, or he is right now. Derrick Henry, he's got two running backs, three running backs. All three of us starting running backs, I think, would be considered the secondary option. Maybe Carlos Hyde is the number one, but he's got two other running backs in the backfield with him. So, um yeah, I think he needs to make some moves if he wants to compete this year. Now he can 
you know, as they say, the productive struggle, he can, you know, keep playing good players and try to get an early draft pick this coming up year. Um, but from what I've been reading, it seems like this next draft class is more loaded at wide receiver than running back. So um, it may not be the best for him, but I think he's going to have to make some moves. So, All right, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I, I said earlier that I think Audrick's going to be the next Chatter Bowl and that lose interest just because his team's so bad. Um, I'm going to stay behind that decision and that comment that I made. Um, listen, he, he's got some solid players. Uh, for whatever reason, Audric has always underperformed. But, I mean, you look at the guys on his team, they can always go off, um, you know, but – I really honestly, if New Orleans plays the same way they did last week, which I doubt they have two bad, bad, uh, bad weeks, especially uh, Lattimore um, at the cornerback position. But you've got two solid receivers, maybe two of the top 20 in the league uh, on Cleveland Browns right now. So you're not going to be able to cover both Josh Gordon um, and Jarvis Landry along with. Najoku, if he even plays this week, uh, I know he's a little nicked up. Uh, but you got Antonio Callaway, you got Duke Johnson. I just think there's way too much firepower on the Cleveland Browns indoor controlled climate. I'm going to say Josh Gordon has one of those breakout weeks. It's time for him to show up. Um, Chris Carson, he's going to get fed the ball numerous times. I've already said that uh, um, Doug Baldwin's out. They're going to have to lean heavily on the run. Um, so. I'm going to take myself – I'm going to take myself pretty big over him. I think I'll outperform the 108 points that are predicted. Um, but we'll see. All right. I, I do disagree with uh, Audric losing interest the same way that Chad and, and Boland did by having a bad team because Boland was stacked. I mean, if that dude would have paid any attention, he could have he could have been winning the league. Um, now, Chad, on the other hand, he was, he was probably slightly above average. Um, but Aldrich's team this year is definitely going to struggle. Um, even though he has the athletes to, to play one-on-one, those efforts are so few and far between. He, he doesn't get enough points out of two or three of them to overcome the poorness that they'll have sometimes. And Well, I, I've got a question real quick. And, and let's, let's kind of take a step back and look at his team. What would you do – let's say if this was your team, Nathan – and you're looking at your roster and you're thinking, okay, I know there's several guys out there that's got multiple first-round picks, Matt being one of them. I've got several the next few years. Would you start looking at people like A.J. Green that's towards the end of his career? You know you're going to lose this year. There's no possible way that you're going to win this year. Would you start looking at moving some of your veterans off of your roster like A.J. Green for picks? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you either got you either got to go heavy in picks and and hope you get a better draft class, or you've got to, um, you know, eat it for another year or two. Um, th- those are really your only options. But if you want to make changes quick, I mean, you can give up some picks, but at the same time, you know, usually the guys giving up picks are kind of in the same boat, you know. Um, well, I, I remember offering a third-round pick for Dez Bryant. Now, I know a lot of people are like, man, a third for Dez. But look what it does. You know, it, it's kind of a Dez at the end of his career kind of deal. He doesn't have a team. He's always been kind of a cancer on a team. You know, at what point do you say, hey, listen, I know that I gave a lot for Dez, but Dez has gave me a, a good seven solid years. It's time to, to cut loose. And if he has a good year, hoorah, he had a good year for one or two years. I got a third round pick and take a jab at somebody in the third round. Jay, do you want to you want to put your input on on this? I mean, you're pretty smart when it comes to dynasty. Yeah, I think if I were him, I it's probably the route I would go. Um, just kind of, I won't say phone it in. I think he, I, Audrick, you know, he always gets his players in. He makes his roster changes. I don't think he's leaving the league. I think he enjoys it. Um, but I think he's going to have to make some moves. I think AJ Green is probably the most obvious person to move. Um, just because there's still a lot of value there in him. Um, and so I think he's – but he's, Audrick's also set up nice. You know, we make the change to two quarterbacks. Sam Darnold looked really good. He's still got Carson Wentz. He's got Marcus Mariota. So he's got some nice um, quarterbacks for when we make that switch. Um, but I would probably try to move Derrick Henry, A.J. Green, Carlos Hyde. Um, 
as quick as I could. So, I mean, Audric really has – he's got some big names in some drafts, and they've just not panned out. And, and that's just my opinion. But his running back class, you look at some of those names on that roster and you think, man, I really – I really thought they'd be performing better um, over the years than they have. And I think that running back position has really been a curse to him almost. Uh, and then, you know, Darnold, I'm, I'm like you, Jay. I really like Darnold. And I like Darnold before he was even drafted. Um, they, they were pretty sure pre-draft he was going to go to the Jets. The Jets were pretty confident that they were going to get Darnold. And they went out and they actually took the effort into building a system that he was already pretty good in. And so anytime you, you, you know you're getting that, that guy has a lot of potential and a lot of headway right off the bat. And uh, I think Darnold's going to turn out to be pretty good, at least for a few years. Uh, Is it Darnold or Darnold? Darnold. Darnold. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I Darnold. Do think but it could be me off. When you're looking at Audric's team, he also has Alshon Jeffrey and Hunter Henry on the injured reserve. And those are two really nice pieces in dynasty football. So – um, but his main thing is he's got to have – he needs one or two. He he doesn't have a bell cow running back, and it's tough to win in fantasy without a bell cow that's getting you 15, 25 points every week. So I don't disagree, but he should have had that. I, I really think he drafted running backs thinking that he would have that. And I think looking at the names on that list, you would think that he has maybe not 15 to 25 points, but you're – you're looking at 12 to 18 points every single week. And he's not yeah, even but, getting mad. But, 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 but when you only have A.J. Green as really one of your most solid stud fantasy football players at the uh, wide receiver position, you, listen, it's okay to be weak in one area, but you got to be super strong in the other if you are. You can't be so-so uh, in each area. You're going to get your butt handed to you. Well, a, a quarterback – can lose you a game uh, as the season goes. But you'll never win a game if you don't have running backs and you don't have wide receivers. I mean, that's that's the league right there, running backs and wide receivers. Yeah, listen, it, it had to be heartbreaking for him. And Audrey, we're not picking on you, man. We're just kind of looking at your team and just kind of giving other people some, uh, you know, even some insight on how, how to look at Dynasty. Uh, some people don't know how to play. Um, I, I know people make fun of me a lot that when I look at uh, trading a lot, uh, you know, there's a method behind that madness. And and I know it's come back and bit me in the butt several times. Is that method uh, finished last? Yeah, sometimes it does. That way you can get better picks. But it had to be heartbreaking to see Derek Henry, you know, riding that wave, riding that wave, wait on, waiting on his opportunity. And then, bam, they pick up um, – they pick up Lewis out of the uh, off season, and uh, it's a split backfield again. It had to be heartbreaking. Yeah. Hey, um, I think that's going to cover it for the matchups. Do we get them all? Y'all know? No, we didn't talk oh, about we... how bad. I'm about to block somebody. Right. Oh, we forgot somebody. All right, so we'll go into the last one. We'll try to make it quick. But uh, we've got Jay and Cam Balls going up against each other. Um, the man, we'll let, game we'll of the week. And, and lead us off here, Ben. <laughs> As like I said, the game of the week. Um, this is my head-to-head matchup of the week. Uh, a lot of this is going to fall on Leonard Fournette's health. If he is, um, if he's good to play, I think that um, Campbell's has he has got to get Tom Brady out of the lineup. Uh, but then you look at uh, Cam Newton playing against Atlanta at Atlanta. At least it's indoors. It's not hot. Um, Tom Brady really don't have that many weapons to throw to right now, even though he's got Gronk. Um, I don't know. I mean, you look at uh, Adrian Peterson. He's got a, a good matchup. Is, is Hunter's this, got a good, another good matchup. This, don't expect 30-something points. Is is this a 30-point week for uh, Brown? No. Antonio Brown, no. I uh, Y'all called that last week that he was going to score 1,000 points and he was <laughs> nowhere to be found. Um he was, but he wasn't Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's going to have a good game, don't get me wrong. Uh, but they've got a lot of weapons, too. And I, I think people need to temper the expectations on Antonio Brown. I'm not saying he's not the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. I'm simply stating they've got a lot of weapons to throw to him um, outside of 
Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. They've got a lot of good receivers this year. Um, they've got still a running back that they can pound the rock with that I think they're going to. And um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to take Jay just because, like I said, you're going to have to score 120 points each week. Um, and having looking over there at Jay's score, it's 122 points. Um, I didn't know that starting off. But um, I like Evan Ingram. I just don't know how much you can trust him right now. A lot of his success fell last year due to Odell being out. Um, Jordy Nelson, anytime you're playing him, you're going to lose. This, I remember last year we did the podcast and we said this might be the week to start Cam Newton over Tom Brady. And I think Cam Ball's made the switch and Tom Brady had like a 40 or like point 60 rate. points. Yeah, it was it was insane. So I, I almost mentioned it again and don't expect that on uh, against the, the Jags, man. Yeah, but man, it's so hard to go against Tom Brady. I don't know. I don't know. I agree. So, Jay, anything on this one? Um, yeah, I'm going to win. So, unbiased uh, opinions. Well, I I do think. I mean, obviously, it's, I'm a I'm man biased, but he's counting on Adrian Peterson. He, you know, he did the same thing last year. He came in first game with the Cardinals, had a huge game, and then he was just kind of average. I mean, he was below average the rest of the year. So I I wouldn't want to be in a position where I was having to start Adrian Peterson. I think James Conner's a nice story. I think he's got some value. I'd love to have him on my team. Um, he's not a guy that I would want to be starting every week. I mean, like Ben said, Jordy Nelson, he's definitely not a guy that I want anywhere near my starting lineup. Um, but um, on the other side, I, I just think I'm – I think my team's really good. And so, I think I um, I think I will probably uh, make the – well, actually, I'll probably stick with golf over luck this week. But other than that, I'll probably run with the same team and hopefully can get another win. Uh, I'm seeing uh, Kamara's foot falling off his leg. And then Leonard Fournette having a huge, huge day against New England. So I'm going to go ahead and make this an upset pick of the week for myself here. And I'm going to go with Cam Balls over the Nightman this week. Trying to be cute. Trying to be cute. Yeah, that's going to put you two games behind. Me. Hey, hey, hey. You know, if we all pick the same people every game, and I guess I did go with myself there. But <laughs> that, that's yeah, that's going to put you three game. games behind me. <laughs> so, so, uh, Hey, I'm trying to make one up right there. So, get further behind her. It's nice playing with you this so, year, Nate. <laughs> listen, I, I'm pretty sure I smoked you last year, but <laughs> last year uh, is over and, and done. So, all right, that's going to cover it for what we got prepared. Uh, Jay, uh, any message from the commission before you head out? Yeah, I just enjoyed it, guys. Enjoyed the first week. Excited about week two. Just keep it up. Keep it fun. Um, and uh, look forward to a great year. All right, before you rant, Ben, I do have a sound bite we need to play. You don't know what you're talking about, Benjamin. Keep on making them terrible trades. Fancy guru, huh? I'm going to give that a yeah rock. All right, Ben, you're up. Oh, my God. Sam, I just want you to know that I traded two first-round picks for uh, Keenan Allen. Um, I have one of those picks back. Um, man, just to be honest with you, just go back and look at some of my trades that I've made. And it seems like that every time I make a trade, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like the Lord hath sprinkled thy water on thy head and, uh, blessed me. Um, seriously though, man, it's, um, I, I'm proud of your team, dude. It's, it, y'all, you had a great week last week. Uh, don't drink the Kool-Aid yet. Um, you and Jay may have y'all's own little, uh, boy band going on for too long, but, uh, Jay's about the one with tooting your horn, cuz. So, anyways, Chris is out to get you, man. So, uh, keep on making those trades for third-round picks for trash. And uh, keep on turning down trade offers that I send you for whatever reason. I think you do it just because you know it pisses me off, like Bowling and uh, Chad used to do. So, um, if you want to keep turning down solid offers, man, to try to build your team up a little bit, by all means, go for it. I really felt sorry for you early in the year. So, I don't feel sorry for you no more. So, uh, eat crow, bro. All right. We're going to go to our local forecast. Um, the Lawrence County Wildcats are at home. It is homecoming. So, if you can make it to Lawrenceburg, uh, it will be homecoming night. We'll be playing Nolensville. Of course, we're 0-4. Nolensville's 3-1 and with a very solid tailback coming to uh, 
play against us. And uh, bring the house, baby. Bring the house dude. on the first three plays of the game. It's Storm. been it's been it's been a rough season so far, but I think that um, you know this week we had a good practice today, and so hopefully we're starting to get somewhere with with responsibility with role. Uh, I, I wish it wasn't so late as week five, but it just seems like it's been that we're learning a lot this year. So um, hopefully it'll be a better ball game. Uh, you got Blackman versus Siegel. Expect Blackman to blow Siegel out and and hit that uh, nonstop clock rule in the second half. And then the Tennessee Vols are squaring off against UTEP. Been any opinion against uh, UT and UTEP? You know, I didn't watch the game last week um, or this week or this past Saturday. I was in New Orleans and uh, Biloxi, so I didn't get the chance to watch the Vols this week. They were playing East Tennessee State University, I believe. And, uh, you know, they're coming off a real tough loss. I don't think UTEP has a snowball's chance in hell to beat Tennessee. But um, I would really like to see Tennessee really set the tone early, just like I would the Wildcats. Um, Punch them in the mouth, man. Get it over with. You're an SEC caliber team. Um, You got great recruits. Uh, Start working on some of the fundamentals that you need to work on throughout these small games. That way when you play uh, teams like Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, uh, you're not getting absolutely embarrassed. Yeah, we we need to try to we need to try to work hard enough to hang in there. With, that's true. That's where we need to be is hanging there with the SEC, and uh, just don't just don't blow those games. Be in them until the end this year. Uh, the only thing I ever ever think about when I think about UTEP is is Madden ninety eight or Madden o two. I don't remember when it was. I know I played it in college, but I'm sure I'm pretty sure it was an old copy of Madden at the time. But UTEP had a guy on Madden that ran like 96 speed. And so I'd just throw him in at quarterback and run a quarterback sweep the whole game uh, with four verts heading down the field. And you talking about NCAA football? Yes, sir. NCAA. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. I just I, I remember that from, from my <laughs> college days. I'd put that joker at quarterback and just, just run four verts and run down the field. But uh, they play at 11 a.m. early game for Tennessee and UTEP. And then you got the Titans versus the Texans, big rivalry here. And, oh, man, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a game of defense. But when these two square off, usually it is, but you just – you never know. Um, they they go at 12 noon. So, Ben, anything on the Titans, Texans? I know you're not a huge Titans yeah. fan. but Well, you know, listen, I'm not a huge Titans fan because I feel like they don't make enough uh, off-season pushes and in-season pushes. Um I just feel like they're they're okay with being mediocre. When you've got a team that's in Nashville, uh, man, you've got to bring the thunder. When you've got a hockey team that's probably more popular than the football team, something's got to change. Either bring in a big-time coach, uh, make some big-time off-season moves, spend some money. Uh, I just – listen, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a fateful fan nor a believer in the Titans. Um, they're a mediocre team at best. Yeah, and I think that's where we're at. I think they spent the money – at one point, and then decided that Mariota was not going to be the guy that they thought he was going to be. And now it's back to the drawing board a little bit. And so uh, they're saving some of that cash, maybe. I mean, I, I like Mariota. I mean, I, and, and honestly, I, I do think he has the potential to be a good quarterback, but they've got to figure out a better game plan to let him be a better quarterback. I just feel like they don't have an identity uh, with him at the helm. Well, he's not built. He's not built like a Russell Wilson, so you can't run him. He's not built like a Cam Newton. Um, even though he may want to use his legs, listen, I think he's soft. He gets hurt a lot. Uh, he's not a pocket passer. He come from a system where West West Coast offense spread him out, run and gun. I just listen. I think he was overvalued in the college uh, rankings just because of the system he was in, and that doesn't fly. There's too much speed in the NFL. Yeah. All right, so we're going to head out. That's going to conclude the episode tonight. Thank you, Ben. Enjoyed it, Jay. And uh, before we go, I do have a little sound bite for us. You don't know what you're talking about, Benjamin. <laughs> Keep on making them terrible trades. Fancy guru, huh? I'm going to get rock. You guys such an idiot. All right. Hey, show tonight sponsored by Bob Vance and Bob Vance Refrigeration. And uh, we'll see you next week. Week two of the Piper Spit podcast is concluded. 
teach me how to swallow pride. I took advice no fool would take. I got some habits I can't shake. I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I know enough to know. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough.